This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now Stone tries to feather one out front. Deflected by Eichel and a save by Kochetkov. Here comes Jack Eichel. Eichel gets a shot away. Kochetkov makes the save. And now the Canes can turn it up with numbers. Svechnikov with it. He'll cut across. Drop back for Bunny. Bunny to Aho. Now Shea is out running the power play. Aho with it. Back for Shea. Set up a chance. Svechnikov. He scores! Welcome back, Andre. That's the magic. And the Canes take a 1-0 lead on the power play. Canes boss with it. Trying to redirect. They score! The big man, Jordan Stahl. Jesper Faust and Carolina takes a 2-1 lead. Drop it back off and turning shot put right on. Rebound door of five and Kochetkov is a wall on the goal line. Didn't do what he wanted to with the rebound, but boy did he ever recover gorgeously. Chatfield with it. His shot doesn't get through as Code Kenyemi had a net front. Chatfield will get another chance at it. He'll work it back. Code Kenyemi with a drive and Code Kenyemi comes back and scores! That's going to be the hardest assist of Jalen Chatfield's life, but Carolina goes up 3-1. to one. Now Ajo, you get a shot to Thompson with the save. Rebound, they'll score on the power play. Michael Bunny pounds it home, and it's all Carolina in the second period. 4-1 Hurricanes. They'll win the draw, Burns. He'll get it to Ajo. He'll go rink wide. Bunny shot, they'll come in, they score! Seth Jarvis wraps up the package, and the Kings go up five to one now Shea coming up with it he'll snap a shot score a microwave goal by Brady Shea and the Canes are up six to one on the champs Stone up top will slap pass Kochetkov with the save rebound comes out in front Kochetkov another save and Shea's able to clear oh Piotr the great so far tonight Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Yeah, I mean, I guess I pretty much didn't play for a year, so I had to do that. And uh, obviously I had, uh, like you said, some juice and uh, trying to, you know, make the plays and uh, hit some guys and, uh, you know, make it uh, easier on the boys. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. That was Andrei Svechnikov. Tried to hit some guys, tried to score some gold, make it easier on the boys. Man, did we miss Andrei Svechnikov. He was the tone setter tonight. He was my first star. I mean, I could be, I gave it away, I guess, already. Uh, he was my first star tonight. And maybe he wasn't Carolina's best player. I think he was. He was their most important player. Well, Kachetkov was their most important player tonight. He was excellent again. But Andre, he just set the tone. First shift, hits. He hit Alex Petrangelo three different times, maybe more tonight. Petrangelo actually went back at him at one point. Uh, the big hit in the corner to the left of the Vegas goal. I mean, Andre was on it tonight. I don't know if he wasn't necessarily ready or trusting it when he came back the first time. 
And again, I think we always create these images in our own mind that things are different, things are better when you win. I think Andre looked different tonight. Uh, I think he played the Andre Svechnikov game tonight and didn't commit a penalty. I'm sure I'll get two in Pittsburgh. Uh, but that was vintage Andre Svechnikov. And honestly, that was vintage Carolina Hurricanes hockey tonight. And it wasn't even the best that they can play because there were some mistakes and there were some opportunities for Vegas. And on another night, maybe Pyotr Kachetkov doesn't play as well as he played, especially in the first 58 and a half minutes. And it looks a little different. But he was great tonight. He was able to bail Carolina out of some situations. And that's what you need. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina if it's for the exterior of your home. You can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. So uh, after the holiday is over, you should uh, hit them up, aluminumcompany.com, and get on those exterior home projects that you've been putting off. Adam Golden Studio with my friend Dallas Brule from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You guys do so many things. Windows, doors, siding, gutters, awnings, roofing. Roofing. Roofing is the most important part of your home. You want to make sure you keep the water out. Our roofing products made by Certainty, the shingle roofing, it comes in a lot of different colors, a lot of different styles, but it has a 50-year, five-star warranty in all material and labor backed by the manufacturer. It's non-prorated. I've never heard of a 50-year warranty. I always hear like 20 or 30. Unless a tree hits the house or you have some storm damage, it'll be the last roof you ever put on your home. I like that. What about metal roofing? We do a lot of metal roofing. We got the standing seam. Comes in a lot of different colors. And it'll last forever, but it doesn't have the 50-year warranty like the shingled roofing does. Sounds like you're pushing shingle roofing, which you should probably. It's affordable. And again, it's hard to beat because it's, it's really the last roof you'll have to pay to put on your home. Dallas Brule from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, AluminumCompany.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There are games in which the scoreboard doesn't tell the whole story. And I don't think this is one of them. I know Rod Brindamore said that it was a tighter game. Yeah, I think Carolina the separator tonight was special teams in Carolina's favor. Because it could have gone the other way, right? Vegas had more power plays than Carolina tonight. We've seen plenty of games where the Hurricanes get nothing out of their power play and give up one. And if it was the, if that was the case tonight, forget about the last two goals. Okay, just forget about what we saw in the last 90 seconds. So take away the, thir- the three power play goals for Carolina, which were varying degrees of amazing uh, for different reasons, and add one power play goal for Vegas. And now what are we talking about? Because that was the difference in the game. Special teams, the difference in the game. So take away three. Carolina's got three. Add one to the first 58 and a half minutes. And now we're talking about a 3-2 hockey game and a completely different feel to what we saw. 
But when I tell you that this was Carolina's when they had to, because this to me, this game had a backs to the wall type of a feel for a lot of reasons, because you didn't get enough out of the Washington game. Probably should have won that game. Didn't get enough out of it. Had a two goal lead twice against Nashville and fell apart in all phases. Fell apart on uh, in, in, on defensive coverage in all three zones. Uh, the goaltending was bad, which we all know what happened after that. So Carolina needed a great game, and they needed it against maybe the best team in the sport. And they play a way. They play a certain way, Vegas does, which does not... They don't make mistakes. They're not beating themselves. They get very good goaltending. Logan Thompson is not a bad goaltender. Carolina beat him tonight, and they did pull him. I don't know that Logan Thompson played poorly tonight at all. I thought Carolina was inside the hash marks. You don't get there against Vegas. You don't live below the hash marks in between the circles like Carolina did tonight. Now, it's easier on the power play, obviously. And three of Carolina's goals came that way. Seth Jarvis in front with the net front on the Svechnikov goal. Uh, Michael Bunting in the slot with the rebound of the Ajo shot on the next power play to make it 4-1. Seth Jarvis uh, basically cleaning up trash right out on top of the crease for the goal that made it 5-1. Third straight power play goal for Carolina. By the way, In the last five games, Carolina's got seven power play goals, and that includes two empty trips. I think an 0 for 4 and an 0 for 5. (laughs) It's just goofy. Um, But the power play's been better. I've been saying this for a while. Even in the two games where Carolina didn't score in the power play, I didn't think their power play was terrible. It wasn't one of those where, oh my gosh, can we just decline it? You know, it's the difference in games. And when you don't score, you feel bad about it. But that doesn't mean the power play was bad. Sometimes it just doesn't score. Just like sometimes your penalty kill isn't great and the other team doesn't score. I thought Carolina's penalty kill was great tonight, though. Between you and me and the the other however many people are watching this or listening to it. So it was really the type of a performance that they needed. It was the one, it was one that you can go, see? We can do this. I know what the last five years have been like. I've lived, obviously, longer than the last five years with this team and with many of you. In year one of the playoffs, we got to basically this part of the season, Carolina was under 500. And we thought, well, this ain't the year. But as it turned out, it was the year. They got back in. Regardless of what happened in the postseason, we don't have to, this is not about the postseason. This is about the regular season. Then the next year, wasn't great. If you recall the way that season was going, it wasn't awesome. Carolina actually, right before the season came to a screeching halt, thanks to uh, COVID, Carolina had lost a few in a row, three or four in a row, but then won their last two. And they were on the ground in New Jersey looking to make it three in a row. And I remember uh, texting 
the man about to go into the Hurricanes Hall of Fame. This is, they had just beaten Detroit a couple of nights earlier, and it was supposed to be a game in New Jersey, take on the Devils. And that's where, you know, we kind of knew. Rudy Gobert had already happened. All that stuff had already happened. Um, and that's when they shut it down. I texted him. I'm like, uh, any word on what's happening tonight? And his response was, well, uh, they put all the equipment back on the bus. So that'll tell you something. Because the NHL had not yet announced that they were shutting it down. Anyway, it wasn't a great year that year. Then bubble hockey, blah, 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 finished. And then the next three years, we had the pandemic central. Well, Carolina was great. They were great from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. And then two years ago, they win the Metro for the first time. I think Carolina, what, went 9-0 and to start the year. And then they did it again last year. They won the Metro. Basically, not, not quite start to finish. I think the Devils actually were, uh, were better the first 25 or so games. And then Carolina got it cranked up. And we're right at the time, at the end of that period, where Carolina had reeled off uh, points in, I think they were f- like 14-0-1. Uh, in a 15-game stretch, something like that. So that part of the schedule, we're coming to the end of that right now. There's still two more games. But this was the time of the year where Carolina finally got to their game on a day-in, day-out basis. Now, we don't know that that's going to happen at all. We have no clue whether or not that's going to happen at all. Uh, But all the elements were there tonight. Every single element was there tonight. And again, wasn't like Vegas didn't have their chances. They did. But Pyotr Kachetkov was better than Logan Thompson. And he was really good all the way through. I know the uh, Jack Eichel deflected the, the goal that made it 6-2. Still don't like it. Still think that Kachetkov stopped it. He's just got to be... They have to figure out a way where the goals that he stops, the shots that he stops don't leak through. Um, So to me, I still don't like that one. The 6-3 goal, I don't care. That that was a breakaway and the game is over. uh, And honestly, that's really, I thought, poor defending more than anything else. It doesn't take away what I saw the first 58 and a half minutes. And I think anybody that has been listening understands that I have not been the biggest... Piotr Kachetkov fan. There have been way too many games this year where he has looked very unsure, very beatable. Tonight was not one of those games. I don't care about the last two goals. Again, I don't like the goal that made it 6-2, but if I were Kachetkov, I would have laughed at it because he was really good for the first 58 and a half minutes. And this is now four games in a row. And I'm scarred by what we saw for the most part of Kachetkov's first, what, nine starts? Something like that, whatever that number is. I'm scarred because there were too many bad goals allowed. And there were too many games where he looked unsure. I go back to the Calgary game, and to me, Yes. Did Michael Bunting lose Michael Rasmussen? 
No, I'm sorry. Wrong, uh, wrong team. Rasmus, <laughs> Rasmus Anderson. I sort of, sort of got that right. Um, did he lose Rasmus Anderson for the goal that made it 2-1 in the third period? Yep. Bad defensive play by Michael Bunting, and the goal was not Kachetkov's fault. But from that point on, whoo, Piotr was not good. Second, the, the second and third goal should not have gone in. No matter how bad the, the defense was, they should not have gone in. But they did. And I think we've seen that too much this year, so I think a lot of us are kind of still from Missouri. It's still about showing me, but Kachetkov showed tonight. It's there. It's somewhere in there. Can they unlock it on a game-in, game-out basis? And remember, last year, for 15 games, from November 10th through December 20th, Kachetkov was a top-five NHL goaltender. No joke. You can go look it up. He was special for that six-week stretch. And then the rest of the way, he was only occasionally really good. He was more, mm, that's no good, uh, more than anything else. But tonight, and against Washington, and against Detroit, and against Ottawa, that's what Carolina needs. He got him big saves at big times. The game in Ottawa showed the personality. It was very cool. Very, very cool. Let's get to a couple of other things. And appreciate all of your time. And I'll try to uh, kind of glance through the comments and see what's in there. Um, so the Carolina won the goaltending battle. Check. Carolina's power play. Uh, outstanding tonight. Uh, I, I do have my, my qualms about it. I do wish they would move the puck a little bit quicker and move around a little bit more. But it's hard to really complain when you go three for three, especially in the manner in which they did. Uh, first one, that's really a transition play, but you set up, and then it's a power play. And you, uh, Aho to, to Shea, who goes over to Svechnikov, and I just thought that there was, they shrunk the ice on Vegas. They kind of drove, they got just kind of drifted closer and closer to the net. And that's, you know, that's what you want. You want to be able to have some room and not be all the way at the blue line uh, or well above the faceoff circle. And Andre had room and I believe he was inside the top of the ring. So that made it one nothing Carolina. But the other two power play goals, and by the way, it's a great net front from Seth Jarvis. The other two power play goals are right out in front, both Bunting and Jarvis on rebounds. That's what you're looking for. It, I mean, it doesn't get better than that on the power play. Yeah, you can zip the puck around all day long, and that's great. But ultimately, if your power play puts itself in position, in, in a position to pounce on a rebound, they're going to be there. And you can do that. That's what you're looking for. To me, those are the power play goals. Those are the real good ones. I'm not talking about the pretty ones. I'm talking about the good ones. Because those types of things bleed over into five-on-five play. Uh, So, power play was elite. 
Vegas's penalty kill is very good. I think it was, I think they're top uh, top five in the league, and Carolina went three for three on them. Carolina penalty kill continues to be, I mean, stupid good. Vegas is a good power play, also top ten in the league, and Carolina just trashed it. I don't. Vegas did not have very many good looks on their own power play. And through the uh, through the magic of the internet, Vegas's power play generated one, two, three, four, five total shots on goal. Again, not terrible, but very few outstanding scoring chances. And Carolina generated a couple of uh, what three shorthanded tries uh, that were all on frame including one from Ajo that if he elevates, he scores. Um, but he got uh, didn't get enough elevation. I guess he was in uh, in pretty deep, too, so it's kind of hard. But, you know, I, I would argue that Carolina had the best scoring chance on any of Vegas's power plays. Carolina's just great on the kill tonight, four for four. So you win the special teams battle, and you win that decisively, plus three, and it's really a, you're plus seven because you shut them down as easily as you did. Not easily. And uh, you also had to rely on your goaltender uh, to make some big saves. And then I think it's Andre matters. It's just we have to just admit that Andre matters. And this Andre matters. So good all around for Carolina. Uh, Doug, we are eighth in goals for. We are 21st in goals allowed. Or against. If this Piotr is real and here for the rest of the year, if Freddie comes back and plays great, big ifs, but that is the key, it would seem. Yes, that is the key. And it's something that I have been saying since the beginning of the year when we realized that "Mm, there might be a problem here. This is no offense to anybody. And granted, Carolina has allowed more grade-A scoring chances this year on average than they did a year ago. They're not first in the NHL in, just to use the high-danger chances allowed, they're not first in the NHL by a lot in high-danger chance suppression. I mean, they're about seventh, so that's still good but it's not what they were a year ago. They were dominant. They didn't allow anything. Carolina's problem is that they just didn't score enough on enough of their own to win a few more games. The real problem has been Carolina's not been able to get the saves. And there's been bad goals. Bad goals plus, yeah, we could have used the save there. And that's been going on for, you know, 30 games this year. So if that becomes no longer a glaring problem, then the answer is, yeah, that's the formula. So that's what I'm looking, that's what I think we all we're all looking for from Carolina. So, but I I do want to caution people. We saw this from him last year and then when he came back after he was out for a little bit with an injury and then he went to the minor leagues and when he came back he was not the same 
goaltender that Carolina had seen in November and December. He just wasn't. And this year was, until the last few games, for the most part, remember, he was the goaltender in the shutout win in Tampa. He had played some good games this year. Nobody's saying he hadn't. They weren't all trash. But there was a lot of bad to Kachetkov's game. But there was something about the way he won, went about his business against Ottawa, the fieriness, the uh, the flying poke check, the stopping of the penalty shot, the challenging Brady Kachuk. It was just all good. Since that game, Kachetkov's been on top of his. So tonight was one of those days where everybody in black looked good. Everybody. There wasn't a single player tonight that you couldn't say, man, he made some plays tonight. Everybody did. Martin Natchez was good tonight. Jesperi Kotkaniemi was good tonight. And I will take responsibility for that because my friend Corey Lavalette of The Athletic and North State Journal, uh, he's a huge proponent. Uh, he is Team Kotkaniemi. And I did notice that Jack Jury played with Andrei Svechnikov and Tavo Teravainen. And this same exact lineup and this same exact uh, configuration will go against Pittsburgh. Rod ain't changing it. But it was Drury that was centering Svechnikov and Teravainen. I don't care what planet you live on, there's no way you're calling that a fourth line. I think Jack has earned the right to play with those types of players. And I thought Jack was good tonight. Again, good tonight. But before the game, I texted Corey and said, just so uh, maybe I can trigger him, I said, Drury greater than Kokaniemi, which may be true, but Kokaniemi was excellent tonight. They're, everybody was good tonight. This was, again, as thorough a performance against a team like that as you are going to get. Uh, now, hopefully, Carolina can repeat it. Andrews said the forecheck look vintage tonight. I actually thought Carolina did a lot of things. Again, everything is relative. Have they played better games? Yes. But against this competition, no. No, no, no. Nobody does this to Vegas. I shouldn't say nobody. It's been done to Vegas before. I think it's been done to Vegas even this year. But that was a big-time, big-time performance. Shouts to our friends in Adelaide. I know Mikhailov is here. Shouts to uh, you in Perth. I don't know if Doug in Dublin. Is it Doug? I, don't, I think I might have gotten that name wrong. I apologize. Uh, our friend in Dublin, Paul. I think Paul in Dublin is uh, hanging out. And we have a new commenter all the way from Durham, North Carolina, Andrew. Uh, appreciate Andrew chiming in. There was really nothing to be upset about. Carolina played a great game, one that they had to have against a great opponent, and they played 60 great minutes. I ain't even bothered by the last 90 seconds. Ain't even bothered. Andre got the first goal. Man, was that sweet. You just The roof came off the building right away. That's what Andre does. I've asked this of Tripp. We'll probably pretty much finish up here. But I've asked this of Tripp before, and the players aren't going to admit this because it's not really their place. 
there are some players whose success means just a little bit more. And Andre is one of those players. When he's having that type of a game, and he did tonight, the building vibrates. So getting Andre going, uh, is that worth, I don't know, half a goal a game? I'm not talking about literally a half goal a game. I am talking about figuratively to the team. What he provides, how he provides it. Just makes everything a lot easier. Um, Jordan Stahl, what an elite pass from Jesper Faust. E-freaking-elite. What a goal. My tweet, if you follow me on Twitter, at Fan, was just, oh my gosh, what a pass. Uh, that made it 2 nothing. Then the best shift of the night came from the Kokaniemi Natchez bunting line. They just hemmed Vegas in their own end. Had to be more than a minute. Seemed more like three. Jalen Chatfield and, pardon my yawn, and Dimitri Orloff figured in, I mean, massively on that shift. And ultimately, because you got tired bodies on the ice, Carolina kept was constantly first to every puck. That was that was a common theme tonight, though, by the way. Carolina looked, did, they did look quicker. I don't know why. I don't think they were quicker, but maybe they were. Uh, but they were fast, and they were first to every puck. That was all. That shift was all about puck retrieval. Kept the uh, kept the puck in the zone for I looked like a minute fifteen or so, and ultimately, Kokaniemi uh, first shot doesn't get through. Rebound comes back to him, and he wires it. That made it three. Then the power play goal from Michael Bunting, picking up a rebound of a Sebastian Ajo shot, made it four. Seth Jarvis, ten seconds into the third period, on the power play, makes it five. Trash, uh, you know, trash pickup right in front. And then Brady Shea, turnover right before the blue line. He completes a, a steal of an aerial flip. He just gloved it down, dropped it at his feet, skated in, and beat Logan Thompson for a 6-1 game. They changed goalies after that, but Carolina had pretty much won the game at that point. There were still 15 minutes left to play. 15 minutes? I, don't, uh, I didn't even write down the time. It's like 4.40. So they were still about 15 minutes to play. But Carolina didn't really let up. There were some moments. Again, Vegas had moments throughout the game. But Carolina was absolutely outstanding tonight. And I guess with that, we'll say, now go out and do it against the Penguins on Thursday. And then we'll deal with whatever happens uh, in the last game before Santa on Saturday here against the Islanders. But this was the type of game Carolina needed. They got three power play goals. Penalty kill was elite. Andrei Svechnikov was dynamite and noticeable and should have been the game's first star. My stars were Stahl 1, Kachetkov 2, Andre 3. But there were a lot of good players tonight. I nearly gave a star to Jalen Chatfield. I thought Seth Jarvis deserved a star. I thought Dmitry Orloff was really good. Brady Shea was awesome tonight. Same with Jacob Slavin. I mean, it was they were there was nobody who wasn't good. Even the players who were not as good as others were good. Like Michael Bunning was good tonight. Did I think he was one of the three best players? No, but whatever. Sometimes the stars come right out of the scorebook. 
I, fa- I fancy myself a more cerebral hockey fan. Anyway, uh, it was uh, it was a dynamite effort. So let's see if we can do it against Pittsburgh. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care, to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina if it's for the exterior of your home. You can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it's Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job, especially after a long winter. You might want to get on these things early. Because they do back up. Aluminumcompany.com. Until Thursday, Canes are in Pittsburgh. Oh, by the way, I hit the subscribe, hit the like button. And apparently, if you are getting this podcast in terrestrial podcast form, I think you need to make sure that you always download it. There are some platforms that don't automatically spit it out, spit every episode at you, which frankly is appalling. But... Subscribe, like, rate, review, all of that. Feedback, always welcome. We are here after every Hurricanes game. I will tell you in advance, though, between the, the three games in between Christmas and New Year, not going to be me. We'll be dealing with a lot of other things. So you'll have Dennis Cox doing pregame, postgame, things like that. And if I can... Catch a game. Uh, we'll do a uh, a post game podcast, but it's pretty shaky that I'll be able to do that. That's just thinking ahead. We got two more games before the holiday. Enjoy. Be nice to each other, and I'll see you Thursday after the Canes and the Penguins on the Canes Corner Podcast. Have a good night. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Yeah, I wanna- The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.